Hi, I'm Giacomo Mancini, and thank you for joining me on Research 2030. At the end of 2019, we began this podcast with an eye toward the future, discussing and debating what is happening in the research landscape, what is changing, and what might it look like in 5, 10, or even 15 years in the future. However, today we find ourselves standing in a major point in history. Research life is not what it looked like just a few short months ago. In this episode, we are sitting down, virtually of course, with various members of the research community to hear about their lives in the here and now, and the potential impact they see on the future. These are the stories of science, research, and the research landscape in unprecedented times. Hi, welcome to Research 2030. Today we have joining us a special guest from NYU Langone Medical Center, a senior graduate student, Kamzit Opashaliampan. Kamzit, thank you for joining us today on Research 2030. Hi, Giacomo. Thank you for having me. So one of the things that's bringing us together for this podcast today is we're trying to understand what is going on in your life related to COVID-19 as as you're aware, it seems to be affecting every facet of life in North America and throughout the globe. And we were just curious to hear how things are going with you, your research, your, your studies. Why don't we start with your research? How is your research going? So after this crisis, we are not allowed to go back into the lab. So that means we have to be away from our bench work and all the experiment has to be temporarily suspended. So that means there's nothing we can do in the lab. What we can do only right now is we can only work from home. Basically, it's like everyone else. That's crazy. So, so you say that you're not allowed to go into the lab at all. How are you doing experiments? What, what, is, what is the most challenging aspect of not being in the lab? So in our research, we use animal as a model. And our, our animal is insect ants. So in order to maintain the research, we also need to maintain our insect or animal model. That would be the most important thing because even now we cannot perform any experiment, but the animals still need to be maintained. Does mean even we are not allowed to go back into the lab. We, we still need to find some time or find some essential personnel to get into the lab and maintain the, the animal. So when you say maintain the animal, do you mean like feeding them? Do you mean making sure that they're kept up? Like what, what do you mean when you say maintain? Right. So we, we need to feed them. We have to do some cleaning in in that nest in the environment so making sure they're still main, doing well healthy and mm-hmm. still can survive wow so so basically your functions are just reduced to simply clean making sure the uh, your animals the ants are, are are healthy and you're able to do your experiments when you get back but you're not allowed to do any experiments in the lab itself right it's only for maintenance and that's it right Right. For, for our research, uh, we have to, they, they have some criteria to determine whether your, your work is essential or is not essential. And mm. when it's come to animal maintenance, it's considered as essential work. Got so it. So 
even we are not allowed to go into the lab to work on the experiment, but some people will be able to go into the lab and just performing this animal maintenance. So how often are people going in? Are they going in pretty regularly? How often are they allowed in the lab for? This is basically depend on, on, on each work. And for our case, the end maintenance, we basically, we, we maintain them twice a week. Mm. But in the normal situation, we usually do it every other days. But because of a lot of limitation during this crisis, now we had to reduce to twice a week. And we have a couple people that rotating get into the, the, the animal facility to perform this maintenance at a different period of time. Mm. The reason is because we need to minimize the footprint in the lab and we try to minimize all the social interaction. So one day there will be only one person at a time. So there will be no overlap and everyone will be just get in, focusing on your, your, your job and then try to finish it and then leave. Wow. That's very different from what a lab used to be, right? Instead right. of having a bunch of people in the lab at once and, you know, people, myself coming from a laboratory being very vibrant and, and fun, it's a very different, different setting. How, how have you been adjusting to the, to, to your new normal? Is it, is it okay? Do you wish you had your old life back or are you, you know, are, are you doing okay? So far, we, we're getting better. I'm getting better. We try to get used to the new lifestyle. Even mm-hmm. we are not allowed to go into the lab working on, on bench. Now we only can stay at home working on the computers. And mm-hmm. there's still a lot of things we, we can do on our computer. We can reading the article. We still can join a lot of meetings or the seminar online. Mm-hmm. And recently there's the new online class that was created by by some faculty at NYU Langone. So mm-hmm. they provide some bioinformatics class. So it is a really good opportunity for everyone who don't have the, the the programming skill and can take the advantage of this crisis to to learn the new new skill. And the coding is really important for for most of researchers nowadays. You know, it's funny, Comms, that we've been hearing this a lot from some of the people that, you know, we interact with on a regular basis who are researchers, that there seems to be a focus on new opportunities and new endeavors that one might take. And it's really great to hear that you're taking advantage of some of the new courses that are being offered through NYU, such as, you know, programming and learning how to code. Do you think overall, even considering everything that you're learning now as it relates to coding and programming and whatever other classes that you're specifically taking, what kind of effect do you think this is going to have on you completing your thesis? Do you think it's going to take a little bit longer? Do you think it's going to be right on time? What are your thoughts on that? Definitely. Since a lot of activities, especially working on, a, on, on bench is suspended. So mm-hmm. whatever plan on our experiment need to be postponed. And so far, we still have no idea when we can go back to the normal life. So that, that definitely going to affect our timeline here. Well, hopefully it doesn't prolong you too much longer because I know everyone wants to eventually graduate. So 
hopefully it doesn't have that much more of an effect. I know that you were, you were, you're close to finishing up your, your graduate work. So let's keep our fingers crossed. That doesn't have that much of an effect. What about on some of your collaborations? So I know that you collaborate with, with, with a bunch of labs around the U S and internationally. What, what effect has, has this had on, on your uh, progress? Do you feel that that's also going to have be slowed down? As we know, zoom is now becoming the, the major medium of communication, around the globe. Are you still able to have meetings? Do you have to plan differently? What, how has how this crisis affected the collaboration aspect of, of your work? In terms of communication, I think that it's not affected much because like what you say, Zoom and other like technology we have nowadays, it's really easy for, for everyone to, to come and join discuss on on the experiment. And actually this is a really good time because since now everyone stay at home, doesn't mean most people will have more time and it will be easier for everyone to find the, the, the common availability. So everyone can, can, we can have like a big group of discussion during this moment. The only big drawback is even we have discussion, people have the idea, but in order to prove our hypothesis or to see whether it's right or it's wrong, we need to go back to the lab and perform the experiment. So even just having the idea, but it's still, we still stop. Right, right, right. So it's, yeah, I can see how, how that, how that would affect things. How, how are, how are other people in your lab adjusting? So you just for this example, you just, you just mentioned that you kind of have to wait to do the experiments. Eventually, there's going to come a point where you have so many different experiments that you have to do. I can imagine that when people go to the lab, everyone's going to be trying to use the same instruments and everyone's going to try to do their experiments at once. Do you, do you feel like that's going to be an issue? Have, has your lab started to prepare for those sorts of things? What, what's the mindset for, your, for the other people in the lab? In terms of organization, I think it should be okay because during the past, everyone spent a lot of time in the lab and all the instrument, even we don't have, everyone doesn't have the instrument for their own. We all share this instrument and we don't have a lot of problem. Like there's an overlap between this. We, we always communicate. It would be just some facility that mean we, we don't have the access. That means we have to, for example, like the sequencing facility call. When the the genomic have, the genomic sequencing you're talking right. about, right? So right. everyone has to submit the sample to the facility. And I can see that would be a big challenging when everything go back to normal because during this period, no one can perform experiment. Once until the lab reopen again, everyone would like to submit the sample to this kind of facility. And I can see a big issue from this bottleneck. Everything gonna take some time to, to really get back to normal. It's amazing that you want to get back to work as fast as possible. But to your point, it's almost like you're gonna have to hurry up and wait a little bit 
because there's going to be facilities that are going to be inundated and it's going to be, I think, almost more of a challenge, if not if not the same challenge that people will have to try to get you know their lives back to normal and do experiments again. Just a quick question. Do you know if the genomic facilities at NYU are doing any sort of COVID-19 genomic testing as well? Yes. So any kind of research that related to this COVID-19 is considered as essential research. So at NYU Langone, the, 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 the genomics facility is still open and, and perform a lot of analysis based on this COVID-19 sample that they collected from, from the patient. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, it, it's very different working in a hospital compared to working in a regular academic lab, you know, on the quad per se. I wonder, do you feel like working in a hospital, you know, your lab being located at NYU Langone, do you feel like that there's different challenges that you're facing right now as a, compared to, let's say, people at the regular campus? Or do you think they're about the same? I think that, that it is definitely different because First thing is the campus or the hospital is still open and essential personnel still be allowed to, to get in to perform the essential work. And we, we have to take extra caution. So when we get in, we, we wearing masks, we, we protect ourselves and we try not to spend a lot of time in, in, in the lab. We just get in, try to get our job done and we try to leave right away minimize the 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 the, the footprint in 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 the lab yeah i'm i can't imagine doing research or doing any work in that environment i know it's very challenging for our health professionals and it's amazing the job that they've done here in the united states and, and globally for for that matter but you know even for the researchers that you know there are many labs located in hospitals and and yeah to have that extra sobering sort of environment hanging around you, that extra precaution, I'm sure it, it, it does affect you. Have, you. have you noticed that you've gotten used to it in any way or is it normalized or do you still feel very cautious around when you go to the, you know, to the hospital? Do you hold your breath a little bit longer or do you wear an extra mask? Like, do you, have you gotten used to it in any way? I would say it's feel the same. The only difference is you see less people in the building is less crowded and because the 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 entrance that we usually take is different from the normal entrance for the hospital we just basically go into our research building i see so you are separated to some degree but you know of course it's one of those things where it's you're, you're not really safe no matter where you go Right. I wanted to move topics a little bit. So one of the key components of any of any lab is is a lively lab meeting. And lab meetings have always been the central part of what it means to be in an academic lab. How have you adjusted to the lab meetings through Zoom? Is it the same? Is it different? How have your other colleagues adjusted to lab meetings through Zoom? It is different because usually when we have lab meeting, it's more like in person. We, we see everyone sitting there. We see the, the presenter standing right next to, to the slides. But mm-hmm. now everyone just focusing on the screen on your computer. So it's right. still different. But again, the way that we interact, the way we we see the slides, see the, the result. Everything is pretty similar. So mm-hmm. 
I would not say people need to adjust a lot in terms of this meeting to Zoom, but it does feel different. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine you can't you can't take away from you know person to person interactions, and I know a lot of people are struggling with it. But it does seem like even you know in general everyday life, in addition to yourself as well, is that people seem to be adjusting rather well to this process. It'll be interesting to see in the future how remote science becomes as a result of all of this. Do you think labs or people in general will be more inclined to do a remote based approach? I know it's not completely viable because obviously when you're doing research, you have to be in front of a bench. But do you think in the future that there will be more of a remote aspect to doing science or do you think it's really not going to change too much? I think that the location of people, like for example, for the audience or the speaker, that's one big challenge. So let's say if I want to attend one seminar or the conference which is located in another city or another country, with this kind of technology and because of this crisis, now everyone get used to this remotely conference. It will be really nice. Even, for example, if we have one lab meeting and one of our lab members or our collaboration is cannot be present in that situation, he or she can join this meeting remotely from anywhere from the world. So I think after this experience, most people will 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 utilize this remote conference more and more. Yeah, I I I tend to agree with you, Kams, that I think it usually takes these sorts of measures to get to a point where people have the confidence or in general populations have the confidence to try something new. And I think because in large part, things have not completely fallen apart in business or in, or in for your for your part in, in in research. I think it will give people the confidence to say yes. You know, we can do things you know remotely, but there will always be that component of like in person interactions. Speaking of in person interactions, I know another major part of research and science is attending conferences. Were you scheduled to attend any conferences before the crisis hit? Do you, are you planning on attending conferences after? Will you be a little nervous to attend conferences? Because there's usually a lot of people at, 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 the, at these types of events. I, I would not be afraid to, to travel, to go to the conference. If everything gets more stable and settled out, I, I still prefer to, to travel and enjoy those conferences. Another thing when you, you go or attend this conference is not only just to be there to listen to the seminar. Another nice thing about this conference is you can go there and find more connection, talk to other people. Right. And that would be another really important thing when, when you go out for this conference. But you cannot do that but through to Zoom. Right, exactly. Do you know of any conferences that have gone virtual or are there plans to have conferences go virtual in this time right now or none that you really know of? I heard from some of my colleagues, they have planned for certain conference dealing in these three to four months and those conference has been canceled. So they have to join the seminar through remote conference. Mm. So they so they still had the seminars but they just moved them to a virtual medium, right? Right, right. Got it. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's some there's some benefit to that, of course. So hopefully, you know, this ends soon enough that people can go back to in person. But, you know, there's there's some benefit to extrapolate from doing things um, virtually. So moving on to the future, Kamzit, you know, yourself being from Thailand, being international and and working in a, in a field that is very international, do you think that you're going to start to adjust your life plans in the future? Are you considering doing a postdoc? And if so, do you want to go closer to home? Are you nervous about being away just in case another crisis hits? How has your mind state evolved since this crisis began and where is it at now? My plan as a graduate is still prefer to to do the postdoc, and my original thought was being a postdoc in in the United States. And after this pandemic, now I have to rethink again whether should I still be here or should I like what you say we have to find another position which near home or. Because we we never know what's going to happen. We never know when we're going to have another pandemic happen. So, and my family is not staying with me here. They, they still live back in Thailand. So, in order to find the next state, I, I have to be take more consideration about my, my family as well. I'm assuming that you talk to your family through Zoom. Zoom is getting an incredible amount of use. How how has that been going? Has that been just normal? I mean, I know you're remote with to begin with, but has it has it changed in in, in any way since this uh, crisis hit? Not really, because we we always been using the the video calling, the video conference right. throughout this time. So with or without this this crisis, the way we we stay in touch, the way we communicating is is still the same. It's more like in, in, in terms of conversation that I'm worried about them and they worry about me. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine being that, that far away and not really knowing what's going on. So, Kamzit, so you mentioned that you're taking courses with bioinformatics and, and programming. Are there any other courses that you've been taking that you found a value out of? I know since people are working from home now, there's, there's a lot of time to do things. What else have you been doing besides the bioinformatics courses? So there's another class that the, the NYU Langone has organized. It's called the grant writing class. So basically they, they have a lot of several instructors that forming this Zoom conference within a small group. And people join, people who need to, to practice on writing it's not only for your thesis or for your publication, but it's also really good for any grant writing that people are planning to, to submit. So the idea is they have like small group of people joining through this Zoom conference and they have discussion, they help each other. And that is, this is another really useful class for, for this period of time. That's great. Do you do you think that you'll be writing any grants during the COVID isolation? Have you been writing any grants or do you feel more comfortable writing grants since taking the course? Which what what, what do you feel since you've taken the course? For me right now it would be helpful because I am doing some writing, preparing my manuscript and my thesis. So with some instruction, with some comments, it is this will be really useful. 
you know, being in the lab, that's one of the hardest things to do is putting your experiments aside and really focusing on, on, on writing and, and, and grant writing. And that's a huge part of what scientists do. It's good to see that, at least at NYU, and, it, and I think in general, that there's more courses and more focus on this as, as you know, people have time now that, you know, they're forced to be away from, from their benches. So it's, it's great to see. Right. Being scientists is just not working in the lab. We, we also need some writing skill that, that is also really important. Right, 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 right. Okay, Kamzit, thank you so much for enlightening us with some of this information. Really interesting to hear how you're managing in during this crisis, moving quicker in and out of the lab to feed your ants and you know, learning how to program and bioinformatics, learning how to write grants and just working in this new world. Very informative. And we really wish you all the best in the future. I know you're getting close to graduating. So I hope this crisis really doesn't slow down your, your work all that much. But we look forward to reading your, your, your manuscript, or I do at least. And we wish you the best of luck and, and make sure you stay safe, okay? Thank you so much, Giacomo. I'm happy to share my experience. Perfect. Interviews such as the one shared today help us all gain a perspective into what people across the research world are experiencing. From learning how the pandemic impacts fieldwork on ant life, dependent on human waste that has suddenly disappeared, to feeling the call to speak up for the value of science and experts, and to worrying about the lab work needed to complete a thesis. We are all standing in a moment in history that is undoubtedly shaping the future of science, research, and education in ways both known and unknown. We encourage you to share your stories and perspectives with us at research2030 at elsevier.com. That's research2030 at E-L-S-E-V-I-E-R.com. I'm Giacomo Mancini, and as always, thank you for joining us today on Research 2030, and please stay safe. Thank you.